Eurovision is the show you love or the show you love to hate. And are there two less qualified people to talk about it than us? It's the Dewspoir podcast. Have you ever thought, how many pyrotechnic displays can you have in one song before the fire alarm is pulled? What's better than a costume reveal? A costume reveal that goes wrong. Oh my lord. It's a little bit salty. It's a little bit sweet. But it's mostly salty as hell. Dewspoir podcast, available on all good streaming services. Turkey struggled hard in Eurovision and it wasn't until 1997 they reached a top 3 place and after Sertab Erdoğan's victory in 2003 they became a country to consider. In 1991 Turkey was represented by three happy youngsters who gave their country their second best place to that date. But they are possibly even better remembered for being on the receiving end of host Tutokotunio's lame attempt to joke about their song title, Ikidakika, being hard to pronounce. This is your favorite podcast, Eurovision Legends, and I'm your host, Emil Lövström. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Jean Ugerloer. And thank you very much, Emil Lefström. <laughs> you were very good in, my, in the pronunciation with my last name. Thank you. You too. You too, actually. I mean, the last names are difficult. The first names are okay, but last names are quite tricky. So you're very good too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. What is your first memory of Eurovision Song Contest? Actually, Emil, when I was a kid, I, it was my dream when I was a kid. I most probably, most of the, the singers in Eurovision, the participants in Eurovision Song Contest, to take part in Eurovision. I mean, that was a dream. And I said, okay, I will have that dream come true one way or another. So I, I worked hard and it, I made it happen. So for the first um, dream that I had, I could fulfill that dream. So I'm so happy for that. It was, you know, a great uh, honor and a big excitement for a 20-year-old kid, which I was, to sing there. I mean, I was very young, really. We were all, all of us, all three were, we were 20 years old. So I think that's a quite young age to go to Eurovision. So I remember with excitement, with the pride and with, uh, you know, a little bit um, nervousness because it was quite uh, an exciting event. Yeah, I can believe. And in 1990, you came second in the Turkish pre-selection with the song Hep Usarkilara Söyle. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Perfect. Yes. And together with the two girls, Ruya Elsabci and Gülgün Yildiz. Yes, exactly. Was this the first time you tried to reach Eurovision? Yes, in 90 it was my first time and in 91 it was the second and the final one. And uh, the two girls whom I was singing with, they, they became you know, really popular stars in Turkey. They are still very famous. 
you mean you mean uh, the girls from 90 or 91? Yeah, 91. Uh, Izal, yeah. uh, Izal and Rehan Karaja, uh, they are uh, quite popular and they're well known right now. They they released several albums afterwards. <laughs> because I sure. wonder who were these two girls uh, these two girls were uh, uh, some you know people from the from the music industry and Ria was a little bit older than me and she was more famous actually uh, in the Eurovision uh, song contest finals she participated a lot and uh, so she was like the star of the three of us uh, so Ria and Gülgün uh, Yıldız was another uh, singer from conservatory. So we just got together. So yeah. it was by coincidence, really coincidence. This uh, the first uh, year it was uh, our getting together was coincidental. And the winner was the singer Kayahan Achar, mm -hmm. who sadly passed away five years ago. Was he the rightful winner? Yes. Yes, he was the winner and he's a rightful winner and uh, his album sold out millions and uh, he's a big singer. He's huge, really. So I was so happy to be on stage with him somehow. I mean, not together with him, but at the same stage, you know, a couple of minutes earlier. But I was very happy to uh, be competing with him because he's like a big uh, star figure for me. Hey, la, 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 la. The song Iki Dakika, which yes. you competed with the year after, was composed by your father, Sevket Urlur. Urlur, yeah, that G with a thing on top of it is a silent G in Turkish, actually. So it's like a long U. Yeah. Urlur. Yes, and perfect. Wow, you're, you're talented, Emil. Thank you. Uh, by lyrics of uh, Aysel Gürel. She is uh, a legendary uh, lyricist. She is, I think, one of the most uh, outstanding songwriters in Turkey, Aysel Gürel. She passed away too, more than 10 years ago. She has written most of the popular Turkish songs in Turkey. And uh, she uh, left behind many, many popular songs after her death. Was Ikidakika the only song that your father and Aysel presented to this project? Yes. 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 Uh, Isel and Rehan? Uh, actually, 
I'm glad that you brought up the 19th, the first Eurovision contest, uh, that we became second. Normally, it's like the, the Turkish finals were like uh, the, the grand final. Normally, it would be uh, held in Ankara, the capital. Yeah. And we would, from Istanbul, we'd go to Ankara. To, uh, we will be in a hotel, like a camp, young singers and musicians. And the uh, big orchestra was, uh, you know, staying in that hotel too. So it was a hotel full of musicians. And uh, during the day, we were, re we were rehearsing. And at night, we were making, you know, Prova General, general pro uh, rehearsals. And at the final Saturday, we were to compete. And uh, in, those one, in that one week of our stay in that hotel, we met with Izel and Rehan, and we became close friends, actually. They had their own songs in the 90s, the one year before. And uh, we became friends, and we were seeing each other between 90 and 91. So uh, in 91, when this song came up, we decided to say, okay, what, what if, because we, our voices were going well, very, uh, going quite well. So we were singing together and you could see that it's uh, the, the voices were very, uh, you know, they, it's the sounded very well. So I said, well, why not singing together and, you know, make the song uh, the beautiful one. And we can, we were dancing together in our social lives. And what, why don't we use that synergy on stage? Maybe it will have a good impact. So. Uh, that's what how we became. And in this pre-selection in 1991, your old friend from 1990 competed too, Roya Efsavci. Yeah, yeah. With the song Turkish Delight. Yeah, and she became third. Exactly. And I think she sang it perfectly. But you won, so the trip went to Rome, since Tutu Cotonio won the year before with Insieme. Insieme, yes. What are your memories from the host city? Oh, well, Rome is like, uh, you know, if, if you've been to Rome, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I mean, yes, of like course, I've been there. You've, been, you've been there. Yeah. It's like, you know, living in, you know, 2000 years ago. I mean, it's like amazing. It's, uh, it's an open museum with all the beautiful buildings and the beautiful people. And it's a, it's a city with no hills. So there are lots of, you know, um, uh, motorbikes and uh, the Vatican is so uh, magical and it's, it's so powerful and beautiful. I love the city. And uh, the fact that it was made in Cinecitta, the film studios of Italian uh, movie scene, so um, they, they made the show in Cinecitta, so it was a, a big thing for us too to be in that uh, studio and you could see all the movie effects that they were using, the little you know, buildings that they were using uh, in the movies, so you could see those. Uh, at the streets where while we were walking to the auditorium, we, could, we was just walking past them, so it was so magical. It was so magical to meet Toto Cotugno and Giglio Lecicuetti. And I recall Amina, who became second yeah. with the same point uh, of with Carola. And really, if you ask me, my winner, Amina was my favorite, not Carola. She was my winner. I mean, I think if you listen to Amina's song, even now in 2020, 
the melody and the, the way it was arranged is still uh, uh, contemporary. That's, you, you, you listen to it, you don't feel that it's a song from 91. You feel that it's a song from 2020 even now. In a previous episode, I talked to Alexandros Panayi from Cyprus. And I actually, I talked to Amina too in this podcast from your year. Oh. But uh, Alexandros Panayi from Cyprus, who was backup singer for the Cypriotic singer Elena Patruklo yes. uh, this year. And he told me that everything was very chaotic in Rome. Every rehearsal was totally different to the previous one. How was your experience? Well, the organization was very chaotic. Uh, the, the places where the cameras were shooting were perfectly shown, but the places that the cameras were not showing was not very good. <laughs> in a good shape. So, <laughs> yeah. so, but it's, it was clever in a way. But when you see on TV, it's like a perfect show, a perfect place. And even, I mean, we went into the auditorium and I saw the the construction of people who were sitting like in theater design and it was like rusted uh, iron i said what's this i mean i don't want to touch these things because the iron is oxidized and with the red uh, at at night when they put a red light on them they looked like rustic wood and it was like wow you know it's you know the italians know show business i could say that really As for the organization, it was it, it was not very uh, perfectly organized. But as for the sound and the rehearsals that we did on we our rehearsals was Monday and Wednesday. On Monday, after the last shot, they took us to a room and they asked us what are the problems. I said I cannot hear my voice. I hear Isa's voice more. All the complaints we said, and on Wednesday everything was set. Everything was fine. So I never you know. I didn't, I, I don't think that way. But all the places that the cameras were not taking was not very looking good. Did anything special happen behind the scenes in Rome that you can share with us? Yes, in the first, that was so embarrassing. In the first um, welcome dinner, all the newspapers reporters wanted to take pictures of the countries that were not very good politically. Uh, which were Greece and Turkey, uh, Cyprus and Turkey, and Israel and Turkey. Yeah. And uh, so we went to uh, Sofia Vosu, a very beautiful singer, and this, her song was excellent, Iannixi, as well. I was holding a glass of something in my hand and when I was approaching her, I dropped the glass and the, 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 the water or whatever drink I was having spilled on her dress. And I said, I'm, oh my God, I'm so sorry to, to do that. I mean, I mean, 
Uh, I really didn't mean that. <laughs> it was such a delicate thing, you know, Greece and Turkey, you know, we were always like dogs and cats. And now they were getting together to have, you know, nice picture and I'm spilling my drink over her. I said, I'm very sorry. And she was so humble. I said, oh, this is good luck. She said, thanks, for, thanks God. And uh, so that was a very interesting thing to do. And uh, the, that same day, it was Izel's birthday. And uh, we asked Toto Coutinho to, um, to say a few words about that. And he misunderstood us. Toto Coutinho thought that we want her to sing. And she grabbed her arm and she, you know, threw her to the stage. And she was there alone and with all the Eurovision singers, you know, uh, <laughs> eating. And she was there she, she, and she, she sang Killing Me Softly immediately. Uh, but it was a very interesting and very um, powerful and, you know, you, you should ask her. It's a very powerful thing for her. Were everyone friendly to you? Yeah, I don't know. I should answer that politically, but I don't know. I remember Cyprus not being very friendly. Nothing happened, but they didn't want to take a picture with us. And I remember the Austrian guy, you know, just, you know, uh, he, was, he was entering uh, uh, the green room and just pushed me away. And he just went in, like hit me with, from my shoulder, just, you know, get away from me, that sort of thing. That was the, the, the two incidents I remember, which was not very friendly. And he Bye -bye. came last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, God's justice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you got a 12th place, and this was the second best place ever for Turkey till that date. Exactly, yes. We were very happy with that, yes. Yeah, because in 1986, clips were on ladder with the song Halley got a ninth place. Yes, yes. with the placing it would be better maybe but at least we were not embarrassed with the result at least it was not a result that would you know put us in shame and when we were going, getting back to our country as you were present in the green room how did you experience the chaos that erupted when the two top songs were tied with the same score it was such a big chaos Nobody understood what was going on. We were waiting and uh, Carola was on the, on, on the desk thinking that she won, but they said, no, you didn't, you haven't yet. So there was a you know, big commotion, corruption there. And uh, actually it was that year that I learned the rules in Eurovision. I mean, not many years this thing happens that uh, they count the 12s. And the twelves, the number of twelves were exactly the same. And then they counted the tens. I think Carola's ten points were more. That's yeah. why she got yes. she won. So we we learned that rule afterwards. But we it was there was a big commotion there. You said before you preferred the French song. Um, I mean that song, yes. But who was your favorite of them all? 
Amina was my favorite, and there is a second favorite one, yeah. which nobody uh, talked about, is Pepino Di Capri, Italian song. And the third one, Cluzo's song, From Give Belgium. It Up. Yeah, Belgium. I, I love that, that song. honest i'm sorry from the fans but carola was not in my top three i didn't no. like the song at all i mean i don't know why but uh, amina's song clouseau's song and pepino di capri's song was my favorites what happened in your life after eurovision we were so popular in 91 you cannot imagine because eurovision was very popular in turkey back then and before us, Kayahan went. I mean, he was so big when he went to the Eurovision. So afterwards, I mean, uh, three kids who, are, who were 20-year-old, three kids were a shock for everyone. So, I mean, we were very young for everyone. So we, we became the attention of uh, the press. And whatever we, whatever we did was on the news. Uh, we were entering a McDonald's, for instance, and all the faces were looking at us. So I experienced stardom back then it was such a big thing and when we got back uh, you know all of us wanted to release albums to use that uh, fame so it was such a good um, feeling to be presenting your country uh, when you present it's not Emil Lofström who's on stage it's your country <laughs> on stage it's yeah. very it's a very interesting um, quite heavy honorable important you name it it's there so i think um, it was honorable thing i think when i when we get back and there were no cellular phones back then there was no social media and even them even i mean despite of the social media the non-existence of the social media uh, we were on the news uh, no, i mean mainstream news all the time so it was quite interesting and nice but did you record any more songs together with Rayan and Izel? No, we didn't. Why? Because uh, Izel and uh, her two friends were about to make their own, establish their own band. So uh, Izel just dropped out of the group immediately. After one month, they released their own album with uh, Izel and her own group. Uh, and then they, they released an album, several albums actually, and then Izel you know, got separated from that group as well later on. And she released her own uh, albums. And uh, Rehan as well, uh, she was working with Zerrin Özer, a big uh, artist, uh, singer in Turkey. And uh, Zerrin Özer promised her to uh, make uh, Rehan an album, a sponsor an album which she did. So that's why our pathways were set uh, at when while we were at Eurovision. So we were like a Eurovision project. And after Eurovision, you recorded an album yourself, which was named Kim Kim. Yeah. And let's listen to my favorite song from this album. Oh, okay. They 
Ev yok ev yok aşk kalır ev yok gençlik aşkı bu Boş laf boş laf hepsi de boş laf hep dedikodu Ev yok ev yok aşk kalır ev yok gençlik aşkı bu Bir tas çorba oldu da bitti aşkını buldun mu? Ev yok ev yok aşk kalır ev yok gençlik aşkı bu Boş laf boş laf hepsi de boş laf hep dedikodu Rev yok rev yok aşk adı rev yok gençlik aşkı bu Bir tas çorba oldu da bitti aşkını buldun mu? We have just heard the song Aşka Grev Yok. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the song and um, I wrote the music and I said wrote the lyrics. Yeah? Yeah. This is a happy pill. Yeah, it's a happy pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did your father write more songs to you after this album? Uh, no, actually, he hasn't. And after this album... Because I was, I had my education in mechanical engineering and business administration and afterwards marketing, I decided to do business life and uh, leave show business for some time. And I went into pharmaceutical business. I worked for pharmaceutical industry for quite some time. And then I, uh, I got back to music and I was on stage for several uh, years. And now I'm doing them both. I have a YouTube channel. And I now I have five new songs uh, in this pandemic times I wrote, and hopefully I will release them this year. Hopefully, great. Yep. Did you try to reach Eurovision more times? Ah, uh, no, no, I haven't. Only twice I uh, represented, and then uh, th- then not nothing. I didn't do anything. Do you have any favorite among Turkey's songs in Eurovision since 1975? Actually, I love the first, the, our first uh, competitor, uh, yeah. participant, Senin Le Bir Dakika, who sang, sang what Semih Ayanka, I love that one. I love Petrol of Ajda Pekkan. The, the Turkish song who became third. That's same, my favorite. Your favorite. The same uh, uh, singer sang a song be- one year before. Exactly. Bersin Simersin. Fifth uh, season. Yeah. Uh, I love that song too. <laughs> And she actually participated in 1998 too and came second. And that song is fantastic too. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. I know that song. It's a pity that they didn't give it to her that year. Yes, beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> The 
Turkish Radio and Television Corporation, TRT, announced their withdrawal from the Eurovision Song Contest 2013 in late 2012, uh, citing dissatisfaction with the rules of the competition. And in August 2018, Ibrahim Eren, the general manager of TRT, stated that TRT doesn't plan to rejoin the contest and break the boycott for various reasons. What is your opinion that Turkey doesn't take part in Eurovision anymore? I really do not like that, Emil. I mean, I think uh, every country, not only Turkey, but every single country, no matter what, should participate in that contest because it's not a race. It's it's a you know it's a festival. It's you know people gather and you know flags, parties everywhere. It's good for uh, the countries, uh, you know, uh, advertising themselves, and it's good for the cultures to uh, get together, and it's good to reduce the barriers between countries. Uh, I think Turkey should somehow get rid of the boycott. I don't know what that is for, but uh, I really don't know who decided that, and I'm against it. Who, whoever asks me in, in Turkey, in the, I said no. We should go back and we should participate in the contest. I, that's what I say, because it's a beautiful thing to be there. And it's, I think, Turkey is one of the countries who give a different touch in songs because of a d- different culture. I think uh, we should participate, no matter what. I totally agree. And Turkey and Israel is often my favorites in Eurovision. Israel too. I love Israel. Yes, I agree with you. Definitely. Do you think Turkey will come back to the competition? I'm sure, definitely. Definitely. I mean, not very far away. I think we'll come back. Hopefully. Çok teşekkürler, Jan. Rica ederim. Ne demek? Thank you very much for inviting me. And it was a great pleasure talking to you, Emil. And thanks to you, our listeners out there in the world. It's an amazing feeling to reach out to such a fantastic audience. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform and follow Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to contact me, my email is email at slagervanerna.se and you can find more information on eurovisionlegends.se What do you say? Shall we end the show with Ikidakika in English? Wow, that would be great. That would be great. (laughs) Uh, We had uh, Italian version as well, thinking that maybe if we won, we would sing uh, Turkish, Italian and English in three languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Io e te per la vita noi, a te per questa musica, vivi un grande amor. That was the lyrics. But we didn't record it. We were just, you know, we knew how to sing it, but uh, we didn't record it. We just recorded the English version, whose uh, lyrics were written by myself and Fatih Erkoç, a great singer, a jazz singer as well, as well in Turkey. And I would uh, say hi and give my love to all the uh, Eurovision fans out there. We miss you all, guys, and hopefully we will be back very soon. Somehow uh, we will rejoice the Eurovision uh, fun altogether. Yeah, let's hope for that. Thank you very much, Emil, for this wonderful uh, chat. Kisses and hugs. Kisses See you and later. Hugs. Take care. You too. You too, Emil. Bye bye. Bye bye. Just a little more.
Kika.